Welcome, everyone, to the Northern Fathers podcast. I'm Father Will. I'm Father Matt. And we're great to have, we're excited to have you guys with us. It's a great day. I know it's, uh, we're still under self-quarantine or social distancing. I don't know what to call it anymore, but, uh, but we're here with our daily podcast. We're really excited to talk to you guys. So uh, what we're going to do today, Father Matt's going to give us a little recount of the gospel uh, for today's mass. And then we're just going to kind of share some reflections on it. So take us away, Father Matt. Yeah, it's the gospel of Mark chapter 12. And one of the scribes comes up to Jesus and asks him, what is the first of all the commandments? Because there's, yeah. And then Jesus replies, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the scribe replies, he's like, teacher, you're right in saying this. You know, loving God with everything and loving your neighbor as yourself is more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus, when he hears this, he says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Not far from the kingdom of God. Father Matt, when you were kind of wrestling with this gospel and praying with it, kind of where was the Lord taking you? Well, I, it's, it's a very popular one, common one. You hear this a lot. But I, where I found it really resonate in my heart is, you know, God is saying, you know, I, I think of priorities, that God is saying, love God first with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he says to love your neighbor as yourself. And, and as I reflected on that, he's saying love your neighbor as yourself. And I, and I, I ask students, I'll say, hey, what, what's next? After loving God first, what's next? And they'll say, oh, you got to love your neighbor. I was like, but, but, but Jesus is saying love your neighbor as yourself. And it makes me think that I, I can't really give what I don't have. That, um, that as I love myself well, which is what God wants, Jesus thinks I'm worth dying for. Um, and when I actually live that way uh, with dignity and take care of myself, that, that I'm actually at a better place to love my neighbor. Yeah, and so how do we, um, how do we make that distinction between authentic self-love and false self-love? Because, you know, when, when I hear you say that, I think of, well, I'm just going to make as much money as I can and get as many possessions as I can because I love me, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to gain like 50 pounds of muscle and I'm going to look amazing because I love me. <laughs> yeah, I, that actually makes me think of uh, in, the, in the first reading, the prophet Hosea, he says, Assyria will not save us and, and we shall say no more our God to the work of our hands. That, that basically that, that that I cannot save myself. And so if I'm... You know, if I'm actually going about this in an unhealthy way, if I don't put God first, then I have to be God and take care of myself. That I have to have the money I need and the security, and and I have to fight for my health. Um, but the truth is, as we're being shown kind of now in our world, is you know, uh, there's a lot of people whose savings in the stock market it, it's it's not there. It's it's being diminished, and that's scary, um, rightfully so. Um, but also even our health. I can't even keep myself healthy anymore, and I can't protect myself. And and the person next to me might be a threat. And 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 the truth is, like I can't do that. That I need God. That God is the one who 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 can take care of me. And by loving God first, it, it reminds me of that, that. That that I put God first, not my own efforts. And 
And then I seek to love myself as he loves me, that he holds nothing back from my good. Yeah. So it sounds like to me, we're talking about a, a relationship with the Lord, you know, that um, like man is made for a relationship with God. And in that relationship with God, we discover what it means to kind of, to authentically love ourselves. And then that kind of disposes us to be able to love others. That's kind of what I'm. Yeah. It, you know, it makes me think of. Uh, I smell what you're cooking. <laughs> I, I'm working hard over here. Uh, they, you know, a few years back, I uh, my back was bothering me. And so I went to a physical therapist and, and I had been going there for a couple months. And one day it just hit me that I actually like myself. <laughs> I was like, I, I sound like Stuart Smalley. Or I'm something. good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it. People like me. But I, I but it, it was, it hit me. I didn't think it, it just hit me. I was like, you know, I'm actually doing something that's good for me because I'm worth it. And like even just going to the gym and um, that, that I'm actively doing something that's for my good. And, and I think about it like, that's what God wants for me. That's what people who love me, you know, my mom wants that for me. You know, people, <laughs> people who, who care about me want me to take care of myself. And, and in that moment, I was realizing and receiving it. Like, I'm actively doing something for my good. And that's what God wants. That God wants what's good for me. That, that, that you know, the St. Irenaeus says, right, that the, the glory of God is man fully alive. That, yeah. that God gave, gives us life and Anyways, and so I just kind of experienced that, and um, and then I noticed in my heart that I wanted it for other people, like people around me. I'm like, I want you to take care of yourself also because I care about you, and and God cares about both of us, and God God's okay with me advocating for my health. Um, God wants me to get my sleep and eat healthy, and um, he he wants everything that's good for me, and he wants to remove that which harms me, which is sin, you know, and. Um, and even the command, the commandments kind of outline that path of, of what is good for me. But but at the center of it is it's God, His love, and and I was able just to receive that in a particular way that day, and and I noticed it overflowing out of my heart and wanting what was good for others. Yeah, you know, I remember um, a time when I was in college, and uh, this is before uh, you and I were were uh, seminarians or priests, and. Uh, we're really close with Father John Parks, who's the uh, vicar of evangelization for the Diocese of Phoenix. And we used to hang out with uh, Father John Parks a lot, you know, uh, back when we were going to uh, perpetual adoration at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Scottsdale. And we would stay out really late. And I remember one night, um, it was getting kind of late, but not super late. And I remember Father Parks saying, hey, uh, I'm actually going to go home and go to bed. And I was like, wait a minute, man, why are you doing that? Like, we don't have class tomorrow. We don't have anything going on. And he's like, and I'll never forget this. He might not remember saying this to me, but I remember it very clearly. He said, I find that when I stay out too late, I don't, I'm not focused on the Lord in prayer. And that time with Jesus is really important. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to bed a little bit earlier uh, so that I can maximize on my prayer time with God. And I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Like that's authentic self-care. Right. Um, I'm really glad you, you brought up that St. Irenaeus quote, the glory of, of God is man fully alive. In the Greek, uh, it says life capital L in man is the glory of God. Meaning like what is life capital L, but it's the son of God. He is the one who gives life to the world. So 
when Christ is alive in us, like that's when we fully glorify the Lord, you know? And for me, when I, uh, when I was praying with this, I was really moved by, uh, first of all, this scribe listening carefully to Jesus, repeating what Jesus said almost verbatim, but then taking what Jesus said, he applies it to his life. And he goes one step further and he says, yeah, uh, this is all worth more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. So here's this man, he's, he's listening to Jesus, he's applying it to his life, he's internalizing it. And then Jesus says something to him that's really striking. He says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You are not far. I, I think that's fascinating. Jesus doesn't say, you've got it. You've unlocked the secret of the kingdom. Just do what I say. But he says, no, you are not far. So meaning he still has like more to go. <laughs> he has more to go. What does that mean? Well, uh, Pope Benedict XVI, who just happens to be my spirit animal, uh, Pope Benedict XVI said that the kingdom of God is not a place but a person. Uh, that it's really, every time Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, he's talking about himself and about a relationship with himself. And so Jesus, in a way, is saying, um, my teachings are ordered towards a relationship with me. And you're not there yet if you're just listening to my teachings, but you're there when you're not only listening to my teachings, but you're also in communion and in a relationship with me, you know? And that the relationship is what gives life to the teachings and the commandments. And we see that in the Old Testament, like God doesn't just give arbitrary laws. He gives laws that allow his people to stay in communion with him and stay close to him. So when I, when I hear this, I think about, okay, yeah, our, maybe we're um, not sinning in the sense of, all right, I haven't uh, been impatient today or I haven't uh, said anything bad or I haven't committed adultery or I haven't murdered anybody or, you know. Um, but, um, do I take time in prayer every day? You know, am I seeking to strengthen that relationship with Jesus Christ? You know, I know a lot, for a lot of people, the way they stay in communion with the Lord is the, the gift of the Holy Eucharist, which uh, pretty much everybody except for priests are abstaining from that right now. Not, not intentionally, not, not by their, their own will, but by the situation that's at hand and, so the question is like, how do I stay in communion with Christ without capital C communion, you know? And I think um, we forget that the Trinity dwells within our souls by virtue of our baptism. That Christ remains in us through the graces of baptism. That's why baptism is so important. And we're invited, I think, at this time to turn to the Lord in prayer and, and ask Jesus Christ to unlock the graces of his presence within our soul, you know, uh, that Christ wants to live in our soul. And from that relationship with Christ, from that unlocking of those graces, like he's going to show us how to love our neighbor. You know, he's going to show us exactly how he wants us to love our children right now, who maybe we're, we've got them um, with us more so than we normally do, you know, or to love our spouse, uh, to love... Um, you know, our neighbor, like maybe that grace of remembering our baptism is going to call us to maybe pick up the phone and call somebody that we know who's a fellow parishioner of ours so just to see how they're doing, you know? Uh, but Christ and that relationship with him will show us how to truly love our neighbor because he shows us 
the glory and the beauty of ourselves in so far as our capacity to have Christ living within us. Yeah, it makes me think hearing you say that about, you know, people are abstaining from communion, the Eucharist, that what, what are the sacraments? The sacraments are meant to cultivate a relationship with the Lord, but that's different than the relationship with the Lord, that, that we can, we still have a relationship with the Lord, yeah. that the Lord is with us and we talk to him every day and, and he's not going to hold anything back from us. And, and actually, you know, I want to know him. I, I read in the Psalm 81 today that the Lord who led us forth from the land of Egypt, that he says, I would feed them with the best of wheat and with honey from the rock, that, that God wants everything that's good for us. And, and I like being around people who are advocating for my good. And there's no one that does that more than the Lord. Yeah. And just to offer some consolation and comfort to people out there, because I think this needs to be said probably repeatedly, but just because uh, the lay faithful are unable to attend mass at this time and receive communion, it doesn't mean that your intentions aren't being offered on the altar. Like the sacrifices that you're going through and the intentions that you desire to surrender to God, like all your priests are uniting those to the offering of Christ to the Father on the cross every time Mass is celebrated. And I know we're kind of at a distance. Um, I know many of you are at a distance from that. Like you're not in the same building. You're not there um, to be able to receive communion, the fruits of that. But, but that is happening. And you are being laid on that altar spiritually at every Mass. You know? And so take consolation and comfort that, uh, in that and knowing that we're doing that um, daily for you, you know? Yeah, what do we want? We want what's good for the people of God. And, and so that means kind of jokingly here, but what, what do we want everybody to do? But go home and eat their vegetables. So thought, <laughs> but like what, it makes me think of like, what would- We're what, trying really hard to do that, okay? We're failing, but- We didn't, we didn't buy any. <laughs> That's our way it starts there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, it, but like, it's almost thinking, I don't know, whatever people's mindset is like, what would, what would my mom tell me to do? My mom's like, Get some sleep, clean your room, Instead of eat your vegetables, you watch too much TV. But whatever that is that helps us tap into like what is truly good for me, that sometimes it takes that, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas says years ago, whenever you don't know what to do, think of the most virtuous person you know and ask what would they do. And so in this case, it's like somebody who really cares for my good, because maybe I'm not seeing that clearly right now, what would they say for me to do? And to be honest, that that's a little bit why I've been home in the rectory for the last five days or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I said, this is what's good for me, and even though I don't want it, this, this is what's good for me, and I'm going to do it. And if I do what's best for me in the healthy, God-like sense, it's actually what's best for everybody else. Yeah. And it's not sel- it's not selfish in the sense when I'm loving God first and loving myself as he loves me. Um, and then that allows me to love others as he loves them. And um, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, just know we're praying for you. We appreciate all the sacrifices you're making for the Lord. Keep making them. Um, God's going to bring about some incredible fruit from all of this. Um, I think he's already doing uh, some, u- he's already producing some unique fruit right now. And there's more uh, that he wants to do. So stay true to the faith, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay holy. And yeah, Father Matt, take us home. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you who know all things and hold all things in your power, 
you who hold nothing back for our goodness, for our well-being. Lord, help us to trust that you will provide that even though we cannot do everything we wish we could do right now for our own well-being, that somehow you have a plan for what's best for us. And so deepen our trust and help us to receive your love, which will allow us to love the people around us even better. So, Father, we trust in you as our your beloved sons and daughters as we pray. Our Father, who art, who art in, in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until next time. Peace.